0: Good morning, today is January 26 2022. It's a Wednesday and I feel odd and I am so happy that you're here for this episode because this one is so special. I had the privilege last week to put together an event with my friend Abigail through the podcast where we hosted at Crane Cat Books and Records an open mic poetry event and an open mic for original songs. And it went so spectacularly. It was such a special time for me. Because there were so many young creatives in the room, people that I knew and people I hadn't met and people whose work I had seen on Instagram or posted in other places before. But it it was so cool to see it live because there's truly nothing like hearing an artist really read their own work and portray it through their own voice. It was really special and I wanted to immortalize it because this podcast is all about that kind of thing. It's all about taking words that are so impactful and talking about how they can touch people's hearts and really unite one another with the range of human emotions and experiences that we all share and need to express in this verbal way. And there's truly, as I said, nothing like hearing these creators uh, present their work through their own voice. So I'm so happy that we got to have this event. Thank you so much, Andy, for helping me do the audio. Thank you, Abigail, First hand for helping me put this together and thank you for crying cat to terry for letting us host it there there's so many people to thank um but really it all comes down to all the people that came and listened and also were brave enough to share all of the their hearts and their their minds through their work so without further ado here is the event that we hosted at crying cat
1: Is this
2: thing on? (laughs) Um, Hi, guys. My name's Ashley. Um, This poem doesn't really have a title, um, but it really means a lot to me because growing up, I grew up here. My parents are from Mexico, and so I went to this magnet school, which is just, like, a fancy word for private school, smart kid school, Um, but I was—basically, I was the only brown girl in my grade growing up um, for all— kindergarten through 8th grade and that was kind of a lot for me especially during my more formative years my adolescent years you know preteen 13 14 15 years old and yeah it was really weird going ar- up around girls who didn't really look like me who predominantly white um, and just being the only hispanic girl there kind of was a little traumatizing in a lot of ways that I didn't even realize until recently until kind of my college years I started looking back and seeing how that affected me Um, but yeah I I guess you guys will hear about that in my my little poem so if my voice is shaky I'm sorry I'm just kind (laughs) of nervous but yeah so growing up Mexican American in the south means being the only Hispanic girl in your middle school shaving your arms and hiding from the sun so you won't darken even though summer is your favorite season Straightening and frying and burning your hair. Being called the brown one and the Mexican. Asking your mom to pack you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches instead of leftover rice and beans from last night. Being embarrassed of your parents and their thick accents. Crying when the white boys called you Wolverine because you were so hairy. And crying when the white girls held up their pale arms next to yours and said, wow, look how dark you are compared to me. But growing up Mexican-American in the South also means going to high school and finally seeing girls who looked like you with families just like yours, being ashamed that you can't speak Spanish perfectly, feeling like an imposter who is not really Mexican, being jeered at for talking white and acting white after years of being conditioned to do so, feeling like your brown skin is the only thing that makes you Mexican, realizing that you can't go back in time to tell yourself you would regret suppressing your blood. It means that there is such thing as too Mexican. So you perfectly craft your white girl persona. You wish away your hair, your skin, your hard to pronounce last name, your parents' thick accents. You spend your formative years trying so hard to reject your Mexican heritage, only to still be rejected by the American community. It also means that there's such thing as too American. And you don't know that after years of pretending that you were white, you would only find yourself wanting to be Mexican. Being Mexican-American in the South means being tired. Tired of proving your Americanness and your Mexicanness. Tired of trying to be more Mexican than the Mexicans and more American than the Americans. Tired of being rejected from both communities. Tired of asking yourself the same question, am I too Mexican or too American? Yeah,
3: that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna pull this off for pronunciation. I'm Holly. I'm from Knoxville, so that's why I don't, literally, none of you know me. That's okay. Don't feel weird about that. Um, I just swallowed my chewing gum for the first time in my entire life because I realized it was in my mouth and I got too nervous to get up and throw it away. So that's the context. Um, I'm a musician and a writer, um, so I'm gonna do one of each if you guys don't mind if I play a song. Um, I'll I'll do that too, but. I am gonna start with, this is like, I guess, long form poetic prose. I don't know, um, but it's called "The Ephemerality of Friendships in Your 20s," um, and it's kind of just a meditation on the different vignettes of knowing and loving people at the age that we're at. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> Hi, I'm just calling to tell you I love you. I know we spent three hours sitting in the front seats of my car and wordlessly listening to Adrian Linker on shuffle, and I told you I loved you before I backed out of the driveway, but I felt like I had to say it again. I love you, and I just want you to know. I know we haven't spoken in three weeks, but we should get breakfast on Thursday morning. I can't remember which restaurants you like, but I will be able to predict exactly what you'll order once we get there. I can't imagine living a day that you're not a part of. Sometimes I wake up surprised we don't share both body and mind. We keep texting each other the the same strings of words at the same time. I know we haven't spoken in six months, but today I opened my phone to an old photo of us, and it reminded me of late, late nights standing across from one another in your kitchen, three mixed drinks deep, incredibly potent, you always had a heavy hand. I miss you, but I have absolutely no desire to see you ever again. I love you, but I have no idea who you are anymore. Is it okay if I borrow that one thing I keep asking to borrow and then forgetting about? I woke up this morning and I spent the first part of the day haunted by the feeling that something had gone missing. I brushed my teeth and got dressed and made my breakfast, and I spent every moment wondering which steps to retrace, wondering if it's possible to find something you lost without knowing exactly what it is. Halfway to the car, I remembered, it's your birthday. A year ago today, we sat cross-legged around a coffee table and drunkenly talked at length about how much we loved each other. I hope you're well. Happy birthday. I'm standing in your kitchen, but I'm looking at you through a pane of glass. I'm sitting on your couch, but I miss you like I have never missed you before in my life. I know you like a second language, but something has gotten lost in translation. I want to crawl back home, but I can't for the life of me determine the distance. I told my therapist about you. It's a Wednesday evening, and I'm divulging information to you that I have never shared with another soul. I can't put my finger on the moment we grew together. We were apart, and then suddenly we weren't. You were attentive to me in ways both foreign and familiar, ripe in a way that comes only with novelty. I am comfortable with you in ways I can't articulate. You have hurt me so profoundly that sometimes i don't recognize my face in the mirror i still know all the words to your favorite songs i can't be around you for longer than 15 minutes but i want to take care of you when you're sick you put your arm affectionately around my shoulders and it's the first time we've ever touched but it feels like we've been holding one another up like this for decades i'm suddenly certain i will know you for the rest of my life i will do anything for you i will clean your vomit off the floor when you drunkenly pass out in an old friend's house I will recruit someone you love to help me strip your soiled clothes and lift you slowly over the edge of the bathtub and into the shower stream. I will wash your hair with my sleeves bunched up to my elbows, and I will make sure we are alone when I towel dry you off like a child and tuck you into bed. Your wedding is tomorrow. We used to go for coffee three times a week, but I haven't met your fiancé. We cut each other's hair with kitchen scissors in the living room and perform a grief ritual over the split ends that litter the floor. I look like Coconut Head from Declassified School Survival Guide, but you lie and tell me I look beautiful, and we laugh until I don't need to believe it anymore. I know you better than I know anyone else, and I have known you for a fraction of the time. Your nuances are my native tongue. I have been waiting to speak it my entire life. I know I said those awful things, but you look so lovely in this light. I know we've been on the phone since dinner, but do you want to go for a drive? We are both testing one another to see who will break first and be the one to ask for their things back. I have to believe we are both testing one another because I have to believe that you still care enough to win. We met two days ago and now I am lying across from you in your bed, enraptured by the lens through which you see the world. We met two days ago and now we are making each other playlists and I will tell you whatever you want to know. I am hanging out with someone who was kind to me but was unkind to you and I am surprised when you are upset. You are hanging out with someone who is kind to you but was unkind to me and you are surprised when I am upset. We are both surprised and we are both defensive. Ram Dass said we are all just walking each other home we will forgive each other by the new year. We spend all of our time trying to understand one another and sometimes we succeed. I know I could have just texted you, but I wanted you to hear my voice to affirm that I am real and I exist in the world. I need to know if you need anything from the grocery store. It's urgent, not in a time-sensitive way, but in the way that I can't wait to be there for you. We've been friends for years, but my favorite memory is still that morning when we both woke up hungover and walked down to the McDonald's, hats pulled low over our ears, laughing weakly at one another in turn, and I still picture you most vividly under 2 p.m. fluorescence. We're the closest we've ever been and will ever be again on a random night in September. We both know it, and the moment is tinted with this acute awareness. I wonder what things make you think of me. I try to guess them, and then I wonder which of my guesses are true and which are self-aggrandizing. I wonder if my favorite TV show is still my favorite TV show in your mind, or if you've drawn a sheet over it, made it into a silhouette, and redefined it as something else. Every moment we are together, we are laughing. I lay awake at night, wondering when you will dissolve. I know it's late, but I wanted to call you and tell you that I don't know who I am really, but I know me when I'm with you. I know me in our shared vignettes. I know me in your margins. I know it's late, but I need you to know that I will be different forever because I loved you today. Thanks. So cool. Thanks. Thank you,
4: guys. Guys.
3: harder to stare at the ground when you're staring at me And I don't know if I know what I came here to see But the knife in my back is just one course of action to make me bleed I've never known how to call when enough is enough So I'll sit out here in the rain until you cough it up. Cause to beg for the truth is the only way I ever learned how to trust I am Waiting for the phone call. Betting on the shoe drop, showing my hand, and the unlikely chance I'll win anyway. I'm shattering the window, swinging with my eyes closed, tell you I can with my head in my hands, cause it's safe that way. And I'm lighting matches to watch them burn up in my hands I don't know how to ask but I'm hoping that you'll understand Was I only naive or did you really mean anything you said? And I'm getting kicked while I'm down while I hope for the best So I spill out my guts on the ground and we both know the rest. It's a hundred degrees and I'm starting to think I'm alone in this. I am waiting for the phone call. Betting on the shoe drop, showing my hand and the unlikely chance I'll win. shatter in the window swinging with my eyes closed tell you I can and you don't understand it cause it's too late That's all I got.
5: <laughs> Hello. Um, I am so excited to be here. It's been a few years since I've done a poetry reading or anything like that. So thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Um, I have just a couple of poems to read. I don't know. want to talk over here, but I'm thinking about y'all. <laughs> um, this first one is called An Ode to Orange, named in 1502. The orange sunset sky turns those few minutes which linger between day and night into the most beautiful minutes of all. How radiant is your color, that of tangerines and tiger lilies, of goldfish, pumpkins, and smoky chili, so warm in the dead of winter. 500 years ago, they wouldn't have had a name with which to color the the upholstery of our favorite coffee shop couch. We are so lucky to have a word by which to call the arches in Utah that leaves the leaves on the trees the life boys tossed out at sea, the Golden Gate Bridge that stands clear through the fog, the sun that lies just beyond the horizon, never quite within reach. And, let's see. and the second and last one I have to read is called Sedona. My aunt often describes her post-divorce visit to, to Arizona in her stories. It is the 1990s. It is a romantic place where she was able to fall in love with the soft stripes of the painted desert and the red rocks of Sedona, connected to the earth by the clay soil beneath her sneakers. In 2019, I searched Sedona rocks on my computer. The photographs are beautiful, but the same emotions do not stir within me. They can't, not without smelling the air, touching the ground, without being there, without experiencing a great upheaval in my life that leads me to find some great love outside of a man or having the red dirt
1: beneath my feet. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Jessica, and I'll be reading something I wrote. So I'm gonna be reading two things. This one's a one of them's a haiku, and the other one's just like something random. The first one's called "Everything." I'm not subtle on the name, but that's what we're calling it. So here we go. Okay, and they're poems, by the way. I wonder what you see when you look at me. Do you just see eyes staring back too? Or do you see warm honey puddles whispering I love you? I wonder what you see when you look at me. Do you see freckles clustered on my face? Or do you see sun-kissed gold flakes? I wonder what you see when you look at me. Do you see one tooth out of place? Or do you see all your worries being erased? I wonder what you see when you look at me. Because I see nothing, but I feel everything. That's one. The next one's a haiku, so it's really short. This is called haiku number A. I never meant to find. Sorry, let me start all over. (laughs) Haiku number A. Never meant to find. Soulmate in the lost and found. Misplaced no more now. Thank you guys.
6: Hi, everyone. I'm very scared, so please be nice. Um, I'm going to be reading two poems. They're kind of based off automatic writing, so if they don't make much sense, that's because they don't. (laughs) Um, They're not titled, so. Poem number one. But do I still like you? Blood, slice, and slash. The type of cut where you can't decide whether you want the stitches or to bear the scar. Either way, it's a decision to be made, and decisions hurt my head all the same. Splat. I'll throw my brain against the wall and see it. Splat. Just to let it rest from carrying all the decisions that have been opened but have not yet been closed. Where do I get dinner tonight? What'll be done to my hair next? Was I in love with you? Did you care for me when your former words contradicted the actions that you took upon yourself to do? Do I paint my nails pink or black? But as a person, do I still like you? Slice, stitch, slash, splat. There's number one. And here is number two. Just kiss me already. I feel the lace inside my mouth slowly weather yellow and it needs your bleach again. The dress I wear is rows of only thorns since my skin is too sensitive to feel anything but velvet petals. I'll wash myself clean of the thorns and pick up the old hair that I decided to cut last minute on my mother's birthday. Jazz music makes me want to dance. Maybe smoke a cigarette while holding your hand and blow the smoke in your eyes. Do I make you feel high? I think I'm drunk all the time. I'm not sure if I do, but I'd like to ask you. Maybe if I pulled on your sweater sleeve a little bit more than I already do, you'd look at me the way I look at the moon when it's an orange slice. There's a smell of sage and lavender when I fall asleep in the passenger seat. The radio grumbles and hums, and I listen to whispers. I am full of bliss. Are you not? You are full of wonder. Am I not? Thank you.
4: Okay.
7: So, Oh, my God, I'm so scared. Okay. Um, so the first one I'm reading is called My Mother's Voice, and I wrote it about my mom. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, um, okay. When the sun is low in Warsaw, and so I cannot call her, I try to remember the sound of my mother's voice. She's short-haired and long-winded, like a chihuahua, like a drunk poet, like me. When the market stalls close in Krakow and everyone retires to bed, when my feet throb from the cobblestone and every Polish word she taught me turns to sawdust, I have this image of her in my mind. It hangs like a mobile over my head. She is standing in the kitchen, her mouth hanging perpetually open, but when she begins to speak, there is nothing. She is silently spitting up blonde hair like fur balls stuck to her tongue. There are no words, only the sound of the thrushes and ceramic plates being stacked in the cabinet when I long for sleep, melted snow clinging, climbing up my jeans, radiostatic, a hot iron pressed against my palm, a hymn hummed in a tune I've never heard, so I convince myself it's fake. I cannot remember the sound of my mother's voice, so she carries on, silently spitting up blonde hair like fur balls stuck to my tongue. Pushing the image out of my mind, I approach the bridge and and imagine instead my mother drowning in the Vistula. But I know she is home, fast asleep, so far away from where I am and so quiet is her breathing that she looks dead. I can almost swear she is dead. I want to ask her if this is all my fault, but I wouldn't be able to hear her answer. Oh, sorry, scared. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay and then I was like going through I me and Cassie were like saying like what should I read and then I hated all of them so I wrote this like today okay <laughs> okay this one's called I See God at the end of summer canary yellow turns into mustard stains snailing down your shirt tangerine peels are composted into pumpkin seeds and strawberry jam tastes like merlot in our mouths I see God in the stone path behind my grandfather's workshop in the handprints made with brown paint on dinner plates in the green stains of your new shoes, the grass stains of your new shoes, sorry. The Catholic church is open 24 hours, but so is the diner and so is your door. I know which one I choose every time. At the end of autumn, I'm holding on to smoke, bruise colored bags under my eyes. Food is rotting in the fridge. The laundry spins and I feel nauseous, dizzy with apology. But I still see God in the way I throw salt over my shoulder and the nutmeg trails along the countertop. In the crunching of the leaves when I kick them and the clouds rolling by folding over themselves. I see God in the light passing through the stained glass windows in the chocolate shake and sweet potato fries just for me in the way I don't go there anymore. And now Cassie is going.
0: Hey everybody. Oh this is so cool because I don't know a lot of you but I also know a lot of you. (laughs) I think this is just such a special event. This is so cool. Thank you for sharing your words and coming to listen to all these words. Um, So this is a poem that was kind of a stream of consciousness. um, And I think it relates well to this event because it's all about wanting to be a writer um, so badly (laughs) and also feeling like I belong somewhere. So this is called Bookshelves. The them have been asking through their lips or otherwise, what will you be doing? Where is all of this taking you? As if I could look at the due dates in my calendar and all the half pipe hopeful dreamlike hobbies and spell cast them into a packaged and digestible life for them to chew on. I want to be a writer never warrants a correct response. How can you shrink wrap something so vague and so open into a five year plan? How can you advertise and I want to be? I want to be a writer like I want to be alive. I want to write like it is the only thing that saves me from myself, but that's the problem. You can't commercialize a thing that keeps your sanity safe from the commercializing. How could you thank your heart for beating true to you and then ask it to keep time with all the noise, all of the them? I want to be heard the way I want to be seen, for who I humanly am, for all the work that I'm creating about what I see, but that is the problem. The them orders that being heard must be a numerical. To be understood is to be condensed into a screen, to be seen as a set of ones and zeros. Even the gentlest of them condenses life into a pay rate. This is his gift of love. He pays it out in mortgages, in ring sizes, in questions. What will I be doing? Where is all this taking us? When he asks me what I want, all I can say is bookshelves. I want bookshelves. And then give the them that to chew on. I want bookshelves like I want a place to put them. Home seems too frayed to assign a want to. I want a place to put my words. That is the only home I want. I want bookshelves is my five-year plan, a bit of solid wood to place my footing. That is all that I can promise them. A home that I am leading to, a place to put my words, a way to say unspokenly, my plan is simply this. I want, I want to be, I want.
4: Thank you.
0: oh it is, it is nerve-wracking to be up here. <laughs> I'd be like so excited, like, yeah, let's put on a poetry event and then <laughs> be nervous. Um, I wrote this a while ago, I wrote this um, this summer because I really found a group of people that made me feel like um, I belong somewhere and I was going through a really, I was really depressed last year Um, or I guess 2020, so two years ago technically. Um, I was having a really hard time and it was really lonely and I kept asking people like frantically like when does this get better? Like when does like, you know. And everyone's like it it just does it just does with time and I kept being like no one will give me like an exact date like I just want to know when it'll be fine Um, and so I wrote this uh, on the 4th of July after being around a lot of people that made me uh, realize that everything that that that, that was the one it got better so this is called this is When." snow falling silently in the parking lot everything mute with darkness You ran out of tears, so you went outside and let the snowflakes take their place on your cheeks instead, laughing bitterly at God. Winter must be some sick joke, an outward manifestation of what it feels like to live inside your head. God knows you love a good metaphor. The arm of someone leaving on your shoulder, a place to call your father in the middle of the night, a soggy page in your diary, all begging the same mantra. Everyone says it gets better. When does it get better? When does it get better? Can you tell me when? Smoke against the glow of the streetlights. Everything buzzed with fireworks and distant cheering. I ran out of chasers, so I went outside to let the neon wash warm my cheeks instead. My name is being called from out inside the house. Voices that never said my name until long after the snow had melted. People I love the way I can knowingly distinguish the tread of footsteps in a different room. I wish that I could tell you about them. I wish that I could wrap my arms gently around your shoulder, a call I wish I could make to you in the past. Pages I wasn't sure I'd ever write in the same diary, all repeating the same mantra. They were right. It gets better. It gets better. Just wait a little longer. This is when.
8: Thank you. All right. Hi. Hello.
9: Uh, My name is Newt. I'm a student here and um, I'm gonna give y'all a poem and then a very quick, don't worry, um, original song. So um, I'm a commercial songwriting student, but I really love writing um, and filmmaking and all sorts of stuff. Um, And one of my favorite things is like storytelling via nonverbal stuff, sort of like camera angles and set dressing and all of that cool stuff. So, This is a poem that I wrote um, and it's called On Framing. The camera tilts. My stomach slides down a fall of 23.5 degrees suddenly spinning with full force and momentum as the ground leaps out from beneath my feet and your hands shaking are tilted too mouth curved down like a train tumbling off its axis, stranded, scrambling, they are just as afraid as I am. Because I did not know you were in pain but the knife wedged in your stomach is bleeding onto the hands around my throat, I take them back. The audience is waiting as you press apologies into my skin, each tear a full-fisted punch, I give them back. I am crooked as much as you are and the soundtrack spins a dark reprise of my fingers draped trembling over yours. I want them back. I want a close up, your agony. I want to pry apart your circuits and put them back together in a way that doesn't sound like a Greek chorus screaming our names. I want color back. I want a major key. I want a wide shot of the life we should've had together, the decades spanning out scene after scene, lost frame after lost, perfect, stolen, ugly moment. I want a straight line running like a metaphor from my life to yours. But we are ruined by desire so often, we lovers unforgivable and brave. You are silent now, but I can see how the script dips towards tragedy the story run by hundreds like us before. But we have never been been the heroes, have we? We aren't committed to their rules. I take the things we cannot have and teach them our names. I take hold of the camera. I tilt it back. All right. Uh, so this one, um, is called Spring. I grew up, um, a lot in the south, kind of like on the very, very edges of the Appalachian region, um, and the nature there and the weather there is pretty important, and that's kind of the way that I like to metaphorize love, so.
8: I eyes, do what I wanted, pack my bags to chase the wind. Thought I'd slept down at the bottom and come out the other end. Destiny had different answers, though I told it, never mind. Funny just how life will show you what you always need to find. And I fought hard against the currents flow. Thank God every day you tell me what I need to know. When my hands are worn and bitter, when the cracks don't stay skin deep, you remind me what tomorrow's sunrise brings. You're a mist come down the mountain, you're a robin's blazing wing. You're a blooming rhododendron, little darling, you're my spring. I've got storms, call me a tempest. Houses fall like best laid plans. Shaken by a heart that's far too tender for the mess I am. We go walking by the river, clear and shocking to the bone. Not so bad to stand and shiver when you know you're not alone. Where there's fire, there's tinder in your smile. You know I'd do anything to keep you warm a while. When my hands are worn and bitter, when the cracks don't stay skin deep, you remind me what will soon come shine above. They say Virginia is for lovers. West of that, it's making love. When they swore that on the Bible, you're who they were thinking of. When my hands are worn and bitter, when the cracks don't stay skin-deep, you remind me what tomorrow's sunrise brings. You're a... You're a cardinal's blazing wing. You're a blooming, dren. Little darling, you're my spring. Little darling, you're my spring. Little darling.
4: Hi everyone, Um, I'm happy to be here. So I'm gonna read um, probably four poems, but (laughs) okay, let's start with this one. One day, time will stop, no more moving cars. No day and night, no beauty and cutes, no apparels and clothing, no projects and targets, no music and parties, no shootings and rollings, no kills and traffic, no dieting and slim fitting, no noise and tantrums, just ants, 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 and silence. That's that one. <laughs> Okay, so um, the next two will be um about motherhood. So um, I wrote this um to celebrate women and mothers generally. So yeah, she is wonderfully sculpted. Her abilities stronger than her looks. Her influence travels farther than the eyes can see. The lips will tell, or the brain can imagine. When the world sees her, it sees wisdom. A presence lightens up the room. She is wonder, a wonder man, greatness, and a woman. That's that. Okay, and um, this is gonna be the final one. It's a bit long, but I'm very sure you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> okay, I can't pretend not to know mama or mother. If you are not used to mama. If not mama, a caregiver, a friend, a mom, a sister sometimes. We see an army of troubles, but mothers stick with the struggles, fight it. They never leave, they offer relief. And when mama sneezes and a child sneezing right after, she forgets a cold and a sneeze to nurse, to care for and pamper a child. When no one pampers a mother, she says, I am fine. Who can tell when she breaks down or break away? In her pain and sometimes fatigue, she finally gets pampered. She still longs to share with her seeds. Mother doesn't just watch an infant's head while sleeping on a cradle bed, no. She tarries from infanthood to childhood, childhood to adulthood, no matter how tall our seat finally stands, that her hands can't go across their arms anymore, they still bow. The world still bows because she stands tall in dignity and power, so dignified that her honor is more than a prize. It's the being she brings who can fix the space, a presence that births life that was breathed into for nine months. A prize is more than gold. She's the shiny amour that shines, and shields the walls. Amuse, affection, the trainings, the encouragement. So, if no one sees mother as tangible, should we say they're oblivious? We raise a glass, I do not have a glass, to that perseverance, that these people do not see. For a mother will groan or be quiet, yet say so much that can turn things around. Mothers are always making our terrains homely and exceptionally revived. Cheers to her, cheers to her strength, cheers to our spirits, our patience and our compassion and all that she wields. Thank you very much. So yeah, I'm Favour, and my pen name is Sunshine. So I have a pen by Sunshine on Instagram that I just opened about a month ago and I'm trying to put stuff out there. So yeah, nice to be here. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for
5: listening.
10: Hi, I'm Jackson Buckner. I'm going to do a tune that came out today with my band, Uh just happened to line up, a tune called Wrong Side of the War. When I'm not too late I can't rest on my old medals to weight life outside on my hands An overstayed welcome A shallow performance A champion of happenstance The world's so much bigger than me The world's so much bigger than me World, so much bigger than me, I see. When I was a boy, I was lot braver than now back at 15 I stood with a dream I was queer and angry and loud but as you get older the world gets colder you'll find it much easier to hide sit by yourself with the rage on the shelf but keep yourself deep down inside the world's so much bigger than I wish I'd say that I could be proud If I saw myself now I wish I'd say that I could be proud If I saw myself now I wish I'd say that I could be proud If I saw myself now I wish I'd say that I could be proud World so much bigger than me. World so much bigger than me. World so much bigger than me. I see. I'm than everybody else, I'm so sorry. Um, Uh, I'm gonna do another uh, song for my band, my band's called Gripes. Uh, We have two EPs out, that's like six songs. Um, We put our second one out today, like I said. I'm gonna play one off the first one that's totally like a hardcore track, like it's two and a half minutes maybe. Um, But I'm gonna not do it like that. I'm gonna do the exact opposite, kinda like this. I'm just gonna go for that. I've done it like that. I'll figure it out. If you show me the stars, I'll get bored in under a week. Take me to space, I'll keep the same dumb look hanging right off of my face. And I hate that that's true All the blank-faced kids with their heads in the sand Trying to look up because they don't own the land Who'd want it anyway, nothing here grows. grow All the blank-faced kids with their heads in the sand Forced to look up because they don't own the land Feeling under attack All the blank-faced kids with their heads in the sand Forced to look up because they don't own the land Who'd want it anyway? Nothing here grows All the blank-faced kids with their heads in the sand Forced to look up because they don't own the land Who'd want it anyway? Nothing here grows it is, it'll be somebody that you love and knew. Blackface like kids with their heads in the sand. I'm forced to look up because they don't own the land. All the black kids with their heads in the sand. I'm forced to look up because they don't own the land.
11: Hello everyone, um, oh hey Oscar, what's up? Um, I didn't know this event was happening until like right before I came here, so I'm a little flustered. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun though. Uh, thank you to, was The Crying Cat for hosting this? Yeah. All right, I'll probably play like two songs or something, all right? Here we go. Oh, I'm David, by the way. David Moore. I don't have any music out or anything, so don't even try to find me. <laughs> All right. I don't want to be alone
12: no more. It was edgy, it was cool at some point. Because when they sit and talk in little clicks. I imagine that they get their kicks, laughing at me, oh, cause I'm too shy, oh, the way that my words never come out quite right, so I'll hang my head just like I lost a fight, oh, well, maybe I look like I'm someone who bites. Like I wouldn't be worth their time Like I've got something I hide Or maybe I'm just not their type Well, how could you notice between all of us is a body of water that I'd love to cross. But if I try, I might drown. I bet you don't know this but you make me sad with your beautiful smiles and the way that you laugh cause I know I can't laugh back and just a moment before I ask her name or where she's from or if she's free today Give myself this moment to assess If I need another moment, I'll regret And it seems like I'll always be stuck in last Cause I never learned how to speak up in my class But it's probably that I look like I still bite Yet I'm told that's no reason why I shouldn't try like I did all those other times yeah I tried I swear I put up a good fight yeah I tried, tried, tried all those other lonely nights yeah I tried, tried, tried like I could right oh well how could you notice between all of us is a body of water that i'd love to cross but if i try i might drown I bet you don't know this, but you make me sad With your beautiful smiles and the way that you laugh Cause I know I can't laugh back I know I might laugh
11: back Thank you. I didn't stick the ending, but I got I got most of the way through. All right, I'll play I'll play one more. That one was called "Drown," not that you could find it anywhere. Um, this next one is called Hobbs. I wrote it about uh, childhood memories, and uh, I, a part of me I feel like I lost, and uh, I think through music I'm able to get it back a little bit. I don't know.
12: Game Boy with a brand new LED light up screen, though we both could see. Would you want to ride our bikes and then watch the sunset just to see how it ends? I can't hang out till the street lights come on at 10, that's when my mom says I should go to bed. Ooh, call me a child. Like I forgot how much fun I had when I was a kid. Ooh. Ooh. Do you want to look for bugs with me?
11: <laughs> Not the scary ones, the ones we could keep.
12: It's usually roly polies under the big oak tree by the neighbors where our garden should be. I can find them, just you hold your breath My Lego Star Wars sets from when I was ten They're in the attic by the board games and a VHS Of Aladdin and the fox and the hen Mm, And call me a child, like it's my fault Things haven't been fun in a while, oh And I won't pretend I forgot how much fun I had when I was a kid Ooh. Ooh. Arrested development I don't know where you got such talk but Just for the hell of it Let's say that you got this one wrong mm. Cause Legos and blocks and Calvin and Hobbes for me than any Textbook I could read Or any test I'd get a C on
11: um, If anyone can whistle This is your solo <laughs> That was good! It's my turn though <laughs> I'm not a child I just enjoy being happy every once in a while, oh. And tell me
12: again, how you never skinned your knee riding your bike as a kid, ooh. I'm not a child. I just enjoy being happy every once in a while, oh. Just please don't forget, how much fun shit was to do when you were a kid, ooh.
13: Thank you. I can't seem to end any of them. Uh, hi, um, I'm Maria. Uh, I'm not a student. I graduated two years ago. I don't know if you could tell. I, I've been told I look old and young. So, um, I, um, I saw this event at um, uh, on Crying Cat's Instagram, and I was like, that sounds really cool. Um, and so I'm the one who's been taking creepy photos of you guys all night. So uh don't worry they will be posted somewhere with your knowledge um, so um i was a film student as uh when i was at mtsu i loved like uh writing mostly um and i'm kind of a romantic a hopeless romantic um i'm married now but i'm still very <laughs> much a hopeless romantic um it was either this or i read you guys my notes um, which are funny, but they're weird out of context. So um, I'll read one. Um, I mostly do, like, pose poetry or prose poetry. I haven't done it in a while. Um, so I'll read this one. Um, it's called Fandango Gift Card. Um, so here we go. All right. On my 22nd bir- uh, birthday, you gave me a $25 Fandango gift card. Really? You threw it at me and said, happy birthday, trying not to make a big show out of it, I guess. I was just surprised you thought to get me anything at all. It was enough to spend the weekend with you and our friends. It was one of the last moments I had where I wish you knew. But then I had someone else in my heart and mind. That gift card sat in my wallet for two months before I finally used it on a 35mm showing of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the Arclight. I sent a silent thanks to you as I bought my ticket and soaked in the experience that made my little cinephile heart happy. It still has $8 on it. I'm not afraid to let it go or anything. Circumstances have kept me from my favorite pastime. If anything, I wish I could let it go. It's the only piece I have left of that time and those feelings. I also need more room for more gift cards in my wallet. Um... And that was it.
0: <laughs> uh,
4: take
14: my mask off. It's complicated. Okay. My name's Toriana Williams. Um, I actually used to do a lot of slam poetry back in the depths of East Tennessee. So, I haven't done it in a while, but it's really exciting to get the chance to do this. It's not super long, so it's fine. My heartbeat quickens, my breath falls short, I lose the rosy color in my cheeks. All of a sudden, the world is ending, and now my future looks bleak. To irrationally fear the inevitable, phobic anxiety what a hell of a ride. Death will come calling one day, until then, my time I'll bide. You know when you lean too far back in a chair, and you almost fall off? That's how I feel all of the time. I can never just feel fine. I'm on the brink of extreme anxiety every time I open my eyes. That's why I prefer to sleep all day, because I'm still calm and resting. But then on the edge of sleep, I feel like I'm falling again. Near death is an inescapable feeling. Thank you. God, I don't
7: Thank you all for coming and we want to make this more regular thing. So I'm annoying on the internet, so I'll just be posting it all the time and not let any of you miss out on it. So yeah.
0: Come come meet us because there's a lot of people in here that I haven't met. Um but I would love to get to know you because yeah, this was so fun. And thank you, Andy, for doing all the audio for this for the podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Andy. (laughs) And if you were able to perform I thought we could take, like, a picture or something. So if you want to come in here afterwards. And then just hang out and browse. And um, thank Terry for letting us use this yeah, space. So anyway. Yeah, have fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope to, in the future, really host more events like this. Because it really was something special to have that many passionate creators in, in one room. And be able to share with each other some of our most vulnerable emotions and experiences. So thank you so much again to all the people who came and presented their work. Thank you Terry for letting us use her facilities. Thank you Abigail for helping me take my ideas and my passionate like brainstorming and turning it into something that is tangible. If you would like to hear more episodes like this where we have events or if you're interested in coming to events Please do let me know or comment and DM me on Instagram or anything that you want to do. But until next Wednesday, thank you for listening and I hope you find something wonderful to read.